podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the 1871 podcast with me, Mark Roach, my co-host, Johnny Hunt, and our special guest for this evening's episode, who is Darren Whitcoop. And Darren is the sports news editor for the Sunday Mirror, covering the EFL, among many other things that he does. Um, And just a heads up for you that Monday night at 9pm, possibly our last ever 1871 podcast episode with me, Johnny, also Dylan Kerr and Reading fans, Union Carr and Alex Blissett. So Union Carr, occasional co-host and Alex Blissett, 1871 podcast super fan. Um, But I said possibly the last ever episode and Johnny's got something to do with this, by the way. Um, A big thank you to everyone who reacted to that announcement on social media, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, um, just with some some really positive feedback in response to our announcement um, that Monday's episode might be our final ever episode. And to clarify, what I mean by that is people weren't really positive because it was going to be the last. (laughs) They were very positive about the podcast and said, oh, it's a shame it's. It's stopping, um, you know, would love for it to carry on. So who knows? It might not be the last ever episode, especially if Johnny has anything to do with that. So uh, so Johnny um, and I met up um, about three weeks ago, Johnny, was it, in Dublin? Yeah, absolutely. I had a, a trip over to Ireland. Um, first time ever in Dublin. Um, met up with, with Johnny. And uh, I don't know if you've been in those hotel receptions, where they bring over nuts to make your, your throat dry so you order more drinks. We got through about <laughs> three J-Lo's, three or four J-Lo's, so. didn't yeah. we? When they're anyway, free, you take them. That's it, yeah. It's good, to <laughs> ca- good to catch up with you, Johnny. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, who knows? We might do some more episodes, and um, Johnny being our kind of um, voice of, of the fans um, might persuade us to to sort of I don't know about a series three, but yeah, it's do something. not beyond the realms of possibilities. So <laughs> apart from um, apart from our catch up in Dublin, Johnny, what did you do over the summer? Jeez, work, work. Yeah. Holiday? Do you get a holiday or not? Uh, well, it doesn't, you don't have holidays in Ireland. You just look at the rain outside and go, that's great. It's like Father Ted in the caravan, you know, and jumping around, doing all that. And all you want to do is drink. Oh. That's about it's been it's been you know it's been yeah well, I, did, I did I must admit that on my trip to Ireland it was only three days but it did rain pretty much the whole time and on the rare occasions when the sun came out there was still a black cloud but anyway that's enough about the weather this is a podcast <laughs> about Reading Football Club so uh, delighted to be joined by by Darren so thank you Darren thanks for joining us and welcome to the eighteen seventy one podcast. Thanks for having us on. And uh, we were talking about food before, weren't we? And uh, talking yeah. about nuts and the weather. It does get better than this, I promise. So <laughs> let's um, let, let's get started and let's have a recap because we we announced Chris Wilder as the new manager, didn't we? Um, yeah, that went well. And then we were pretty sure that was a was a done deal. Um, but it's been a bit of a weird summer, hasn't it? And we finally got got the new manager, sort of came out of the blue, Ruben Sellers. Um, and even then, when that was announced, people were going, is, is it actually, you know, has that actually been announced yet? So I think people were kind of 
uh, burnt a little bit by all the hype, the Chris Wilder stuff, and, and certainly we were uh, hold our hands up to that one, but we were we were pretty convinced. Um, we think it we think it was a done deal, and then something happened. Club couldn't give him assurances. We heard that also Carl Robinson was offered the job and turned it down. That's how bad things got got at Reading. Uh, nothing against Carl Robinson, just more to do with the the situation at Reading. But look, we've got Ruben Sellers, so. Let's have a recap, Johnny. Just summarise um, from the end of last season to now. What are your thoughts? Go. Pain, 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 pain. Ouch. Um, oh, positivity, positivity. Then today, back to reality and 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 possible embargoes and obviously into down. Like it, it's just it, it's it's a lot of stress for fans. It's it. it you know the, the owner issues about the embargoes, about the uh, tax issues. It's 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 hard going for fans. Like you know, all we want is our club to to, to survive. You know, we've got the uh, the campaign against the owner, which you know is you know you're trying to be positive about the team and the players, but you've also got the owner issues going on, which again, you know, things sounds like they haven't been paid. Um, you know. I might know more about what's going on from, from what he hears, but it's 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 a you know you get the good news about you know um, you know signing players on three year four year contracts, which is brilliant. That's what we've wanted for the last few years, and then you think you're going up again. It's like one step forward and ten steps ten steps back. It's 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 stressful, and you know, and we don't know again. We're back into this unknown anxiety world of of, of reading. It's it's toxic it's, it's not great for everyone everyone then jumps onto conclusions social media posts and everything goes a bit crazy you know and, and it just doesn't help anyone yeah well let's bring Darren in now and uh delighted to have you with us Darren and um you obviously you know hear stuff about the EFL and the different clubs in, including Reading um but as as a as a journalist as a sports journalist and an editor um what have you made of the of the Reading situation? You know, not only in the summer but before that. Um, you know, what 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 do you think of of um, you know what does it look like uh, Reading Football Club from the outside? Well, it's been like a it's been like a soap opera, really. I mean, you mentioned Chris Wilder. God, it feels like a lifetime ago now. I mean, I'm not a Reading fan myself. I see. I hear lots of things, and I actually know Chris personally. Um, having dealt with quite a few years and I know there were a lot of talks went on and on and on and um a lot was a lot was agreed but it wasn't finalized. Um as backroom staff there was a slight issue there. But in the background, all that was going on was obviously with the owner the issues of the, the tax bill obviously which has come up now and the embargo and obviously so much uncertainty. Chris decided, you know, I don't want to get involved in this, which is fair enough. Um, and then obviously things just spiralled since. And then, as you said, just when things are getting on an even keel, signing a few players, I had a couple of names they were close to bringing in uh, this week, I believe. Um, even today, last night, I heard that they were quite close to bringing someone in on loan um, from the Premier League. They were looking at a young player who's played in the division before. Um, and uh, it would have been a good signing, actually, for yourself. We're giving you a few goals. And obviously, that's now not going to happen. Um, he'll probably go elsewhere. 
and he'll be a loss. And I suppose he's not the only one. And that's the, the biggest problem. You're playing catch up with the rest of the division. And you now have, well, the season's just over a week away from starting. And you want to hit the ground running, don't you? Like every club. And it's a hard, like every division's hard, but it's going to be difficult for you. Clubs are going to enjoy coming to you as well. Nice big grounds. You know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. And, you know, obviously you see the team more than I have. But looking at it, you're sort of six or seven players. But the manager said that already, isn't he? Sort of nine or yeah. ten he wants. You're a good six or seven at least away from um, competing to wrong word, but from being in the right end of the table. And I know it's a long season. And I think you look at Derby last year. They had a lot of issues and... They've all of a sudden signed lots of players. It took them a while gelling. So, you know, you they just missed out in the end. You might have a similar issue, but obviously they had a new owner. So obviously that was a slight difference for yourself. At the moment, there's so much uncertainty, really. That's the Yeah, and, and a question for both of you. So I'll start with, with you, Darren, on this one. Um, Ruben Sellers, what do you make of him, you know, coming down from Southampton into League One? as Reading manager, do you think that's a good move for Reading or do you think there's a risk or what What are your thoughts about that? It's a difficult one. I mean, obviously it's always a risk. He doesn't know this division before. One good thing is he knows players in England. He's played here. He's managed, sorry, Southampton last year. He's been at the club for a while, which is obviously beneficial. I don't know. Obviously looking at who the club originally wanted, as you mentioned, Chris Wilder, Carl Robinson, there are other, a couple of names as well. But were swirling around. They wanted someone with experience in this division, or, and obviously he hasn't got that. So only time will tell, really. I think, um, which is obviously not very helpful at the moment. But I think at the moment his hands are tied behind his back. So I mean, not many managers in Pep Guardiola will get the best out of a squad, which is way for thin. A lot of youngsters and some of the key experienced players who who are still at the club, the, the Carroll, obviously, and the Iadon. What you know, what's what's the future with them, you know, are they going to be obviously not fit at the moment, supposedly, but, you know, will they be moving all elsewhere come September? So there's, there's a bit of a best way of describing it. It's, it's a messy situation, I think, at Reading. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the Reading fans would agree with you there. And Johnny, I'll come I'll come to you in a second about the, the manager and your thoughts. But just touching on something that you said earlier, you, you, you kind of... Um, put it forward as a positive that we've got players on three and four year contracts. But for me, there's also some alarm bells with that. That's a, in a way, a potential red flag, because if you go back to the, the problems that Reading have had with players on long contracts, and then, you know, a lot of the Reading fans didn't like, if you like what they perceived as lack of effort on, on behalf of some of the players that were coming to the end of contracts and that sort of thing. Um, that's a bit of a worry, potentially. You know, it might, like you say, it might be a positive that we've got them on uh, long term and this is start of a rebuilding process. Um, but also with the manager situation and and what you said there, Darren, um, it's, it's an unknown. No one knows what's going to happen. But Johnny, if you if you look back to the if you like the post Medeski era at Reading, um, you look at Yapstam came in, got to the playoff final, um, you know, good first season, and then it went wrong. Um, even Velko Poundovic came in. I think we won the first seven games, didn't we? And then we just timed it right, so we were the top team outside the playoffs. 
at the end of that season and then following season didn't go well. And then, you know, last season we had a reasonable start. I think we had a chance to go top at one point fairly early in the season. Yeah. Didn't we? I think it was the game against EPR. Um, now, to me, that sounds like um, when a new manager's come in, and I'm talking about a post-Medeski area where um, before that, you know, when John Medeski was was in control of the club, built the club on solid foundations, you know, highlights included Kevin Doyle for whatever it was, 60,000, 70,000 from Cork City, um, you know, that amazing 106 season, that amazing first season in the Premier League where we just missed out on a European place. It's, you know, it's it's quite a while ago now, but it doesn't seem that long ago, especially with all the all the pain that we've had to put up with since. But there does seem a bit of a trend. It's like new owner comes in, new manager comes in, we make a good start and then we fade away. That's been the pattern in recent years. So, you know, God help us if he doesn't make a good start, we, we might be in, in trouble. But just talk to me about... Um, your thoughts on the whole kind of manager mess, as Darren referred to it. You know, the the club is perceived as being in a bit of a mess. Uh, I don't think that's being harsh. Uh, I think that is the way the club's perceived internally and externally. Um, the manager situation looked like Chris Wilder. Eventually, um, he backed away. Carl Robinson apparently offered the job, turned it down. Um, and now we've got Ruben Sellers. And and based on Darren's comments and what the club were looking for, and you know, we've ended up with a manager with experience in the Premier League. Um, what are your thoughts about Ruben Sellers as the manager? I think fair play to him, to be honest, because he obviously knows the situation that he's walking into. Um, I think, you know, Mark Bowen um, and... Brian Carey, you know, they're doing the stuff behind the scenes to get the, the playing side of the club back to where it is. You know, we've um, the manager brought in his own staff in the last couple of days. But, like, you know, we don't know what goes on. Uh, we've heard nothing from the club about clarity, about what's going on. And, and you know, it's all hearsay. Everyone's checking the embargo site on the EFL to see what we've got this week. Three, two, or one that's left. Maybe one will come back up. You know, for the you know the the tax man again. Um, I you know the management situation over the last number of years hasn't been to me done by choice. It's been done by a super agent, or it's been done by well, let's just hope it works for the best. When we talked about Chris Wilder, we were going, yep, he was a good fit for the club needed, but then. He needs his reassurances as a manager that he's going to get what he needs, and clearly that wasn't the case. And, you know, the club isn't in a good place because of the owner. You know, the, the Sell Before We Die campaign that, you know, the fan groups were all behind. Um, whatever happens with the club, all I want is the club to exist. I think that's what most fans feel now. You know, we've had these discussions on podcasts before, Mark, going back the last, you know, since we started. You know what will happen if we got relegated, and now we're seeing the reality of it. It's it's a horrible place, you know. But then the EFL needs to take accountability that one month ago we owed the tax man, we paid that, and then now all of a sudden we're signing these lads on three year, four year contracts, and then possibly, allegedly, we're now 
back in an embargo again. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous as a club take responsibility, as the owners of the league take responsibility. You know, Sellers will come in and do what he can with the players that he's got. There's some promising young players, you know, young Savage has come in. Great. He wants to play for Reading. Absolutely great. Anyone that wants to play for us at the minute, you know, that's the positive, you know, in the situation that we're in, because we're in a mess. We're, we're behind the eight ball, you know, as a club in this league. We should be ahead of it coming down from the championship, but we're not because we're still under these kind of different issues around money. And, you know, we've signed someone like Savage apparently for money where we couldn't before, but now we're now back in the whole... It, it, it's a shambles. It's an absolute mess. It, it's horrible, you know, and, and when does it end? We keep going one step forward, ten back, and we've had this the whole summer, the whole last two years, three years, four years, five years. Where does it stop? We've talked about administration, liquidation. Um, you think you're moving forward, and then we get hit again. And, you know, and that's it's our club. It's like the fans' club. The owners, players, people come and go, but it's it's you know it's my hometown. It means the world to me, you know. Yeah, and we, you know, we we often talk about the the inverted commas the good old days, um, Dylan's time at the club. Um, you know, record breaking Royals, the one oh six season. Uh, we we do talk about that on this podcast. It's called the eighteen seventy one podcast, and that's partly in reference to the fact that we're looking back. You know, with a lot of the guests that we've had going back to uh, guests, uh, guests that have been Reading players back in the 70s, Laurie Sanchez, Bob Leonard Dutsey. You know, we've had players like Trevor Senior and Martin Hicks from from the, you know, into the 80s and um, still waiting for Michael Jilks and, and Phil Parkinson, by the way. So whenever you're ready, guys. Um, but, you know, we, we do talk about that. But the common thread with those seasons was a feel-good factor around the club. Um, and it's not being pessimistic. There isn't, you know, of course there's people who are optimists and there's people that are pessimists, but um, it is a cause for concern. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you on this, Johnny, but should we, you know, let, let's talk about, um, hopefully find some positives. Um, so like you say, we've got a few uh, players coming in. So Harvey Nibs from Cambridge United. Yeah. We had a chap before who did quite well a forward signed from Cambridge United. Didn't, yeah. didn't we? He, he scored a few goals um, in the 106 season. Mr. Kitson, do you remember him? He did quite yeah. well for Reading. Yeah. Um, Sam Smith's come back. You know, that's another positive. There's, there's some positives there, but it's like you get the positives and you hit the negative. It's like total yeah. bipolar football. Yeah. And Lewis, <laughs> Wing, Lewis Wing's another one. Charlie Savage, but. Um, and we we're not quite sure what's happening with Theo Walcott. We don't know if there's, you know, is, is it, uh, what have you heard, Darren, about Theo Walcott? Like everything, this is obviously been dragging on for a few weeks. Like Luke Amos, because I was told that Luke Amos was pretty much done about a week ago, and yeah. nothing's happened. He hasn't featured, I don't think, for you in a in a no. couple of games. Um, I don't know what the latest is. I don't know if he's had an injury or there's a problem there. I, I'm not quite sure. Because financially, I, there was no issues as far as I was told. So, I mean, he had, he had quite a lot of issues last year of injury. So maybe the club looked at it and thought, well, we need someone. I don't know. It's, until the club come out and confirm it, all I heard essentially was that it was pretty much done. But then if you look at it, there's other players. The, the trialists they have in obviously want to impress. But the trialists have actually, uh, there's a lot of free agents out there still 
lots of good uh, who could do a good job. It's all about the players. I mean, I look at Reading, it reminds me a little bit, sorry to say, about Wigan last year, where they were, again, didn't know they were coming or going. There was trouble with the owner. The players weren't being paid. And then, and what players want to sign for you? That's the problem. And that's, that's not a knock on any club, but players obviously want contracts. Hence, you've got Triadis in who are trying to win that because they haven't got a club. So it's very difficult. But I mean, Hardy Dean, if he does come in, who's a good, solid championship player for years, he can do a decent job for you. Um, I did mention a few weeks ago, Chris Martin, which I didn't get a great response from. I know he's been reviewed <clears throat> previously, yeah. um, but they were looking at him because I think the club were looking at their list and there was a lot of young players there. And I think they needed someone, even Nibs and Smith, you look at them, they're not old players, they're young. So there's a lack of experience there. And I think that was the, that's what Dean would have brought. But then obviously now with this uncertainty of the embargo, which obviously hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's going to add to the to the, to the mess of the situation. Really, these trials are going to stay because looking at your squad, um, having I'm a Cardiff supporter myself. All right, um, that's he didn't so, tell us that before. Yeah, now, right, this no, I, didn't over. That. I, I do apologise. <laughs> give keep, us Jackie Mate back. Right I try and keep that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been Cardiff supporter, and I thought, yeah, Cardiff mind you, can I just interrupt? Sorry, Robin Friday, Reading and Cardiff. So, yeah, exactly. We'll yeah, let you. you have that one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's um, so I, you know, all season I thought Cardiff were going to go down after seeing them. Um, we, it was a real struggle for Cardiff last year, and obviously it's a lot as your team. Obviously, when I go to games, I'm a neutral, of course. But as your team, it's you, it's quite stressful when you know, that relegation battle. Yeah. And then it's as a fan again. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but like you watch the championship games. As a fan, if you don't go to the game, you've got the red button, away game or what have you, and you, it's almost drops off in League One and League Two, and I think that's not right. But you don't have the same, doesn't have the same coverage as you know, and it's everything, and it's the same with players really. So that's the that's the biggest thing where you cannot stay in this division for years. And look how long it took Sheffield Wednesday to come up, Ipswich to come up, who are been quite established for a few years now. So I mean, actually looking at the division this year, League One. It's so on paper, obviously, everyone says that, but it looks an easier division than last year. We look at last year, how many big teams they were. They all seem to go up. Um, obviously, Plymouth was surprised going up. But so, you know, if you can get three or four or five players in who know a division, then there's no reason why you can't be challenging because there's some good players at Reading. I know there's Holmes and there's a good player. and um, But you it's just there's just a few you need, really. Um, yeah. And I think also that's a good point that you made. Um, so the the clubs that went down the season before last, uh, including Derby, they they all did pretty well. I think Derby just missed out, didn't they? The other two were in the playoffs. Um, so I I think you know we we hope fingers crossed, and I agree with Johnny. There is a concern about the state of the club as a whole, but in terms of next season, I think you know. If we win more games than we lose, it'll be a it'll be a start because we've had a run, you know, the last few years. Um, we haven't won since February the twenty fifth. I think that was the start. Of won, so you know, let, let's hope. Uh, and we've got the local derbies against Oxford and Wickham. Um, and look, let, let's just look at some of the players who who read enough been looking at. Um, and one of the interesting ones for me is uh, Owen Jorkiev, who's a midfielder. Um, son of Yuri Jokiev. Um 
So that's an interesting one for me. Uh, they've been looking at, Reading have been looking at a defender called Tyler Binden, uh, uh, who's um, USA, not an international, but um, from the US, um, and has been playing for Los Angeles FC. Um, John Ryan, who's an Irish defender, who's been playing at Sassuolo, yeah. uh, Jaden Wareham um, from Chelsea. So um, quite a few there, Theo Walcott included. Young lad from Sw- uh, Swansea as well, Mark. Swansea, yeah. Yeah, potential. That's that one, Johnny. Tivonge Rishuesha. That's him. Yeah, that's the one. Apologies, yeah. apologies. We don't want to kind of take the Mickey out of these pronunciations. We're just not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, we aren't at all. No, but he looks, he looks, he looks well, something about him. You know, what yeah. we see, but they can't be choosers at our our club at the minute. It, it is well. down to finances, obviously. But Lewis Wing, going back to Lewis Wing, was a, was a strange one, but it's, well, <laughs> not a strange one. I mean, QPR obviously were interested in. Him. I believe they offered him a contract. He wants a longer contract, which Reading were happy to offer. Um, the QPR situation was slightly slightly different because they have a financial fair play issue where they had to sell a player, I believe, and it was it was not cut and dry, really. And obviously, Reading came along. They got the house in order for a few weeks and they picked <laughs> him up. And, um, and then you start thinking, OK, that's a good signing. He knows the division. And these mm. are the players you sort of need. I mean, looking at the players who I was told that, you were looking at a few weeks ago. I mean, I mean, Craig Cathcart was one was mentioned mm. to me, who again, I mean, you know, these experienced players, and I know you don't want them all. I know you mentioned Scott Dan. He left the club. I think it's Scott Dan now, yeah. isn't he? Sam Sam Hutchinson's the same. He's you know he's with us now, but he's been injury prone since. Yeah, you don't want too many of these players, but you no. definitely need a few of these players where who know this division. So mm. I look at that squad, and I think where's where's the experience? And I mean, for years you had. With Laurent's, you know, experienced player, well, he's not old, but a lot of games under his belt, Rinomosa, mm. these guys, and they've yeah. all left. Even Mate, who we mentioned before, mm. has been around for a few years. Lucas Shaw, and I know everyone didn't like him, but he scored goals, um, maybe not last year so much. But I mean, that's, I think, the, the biggest issue you have now. But there's still enough free agents out there who you, again, it's whether, you, again, whether you can get the house in order and sign these players now is now the issue with this. Yeah. With this embargo, yeah. obviously, but there's enough players out there still. And Reading, as I mentioned to someone a few weeks ago, are still a, 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 the training ground is a, a good training yeah, ground. Absolutely, you've the got best. a great ground. I mean, Europe. It's you know geographically not far from London, so you can attract players, especially loan players. Um, so you know it's not all doom and gloom, but it's again it's off the pitch, isn't it? We're getting that right before all, mm. and that's going to take. It looks like a while. And if it takes a while, the season starts in a week's time, and this is you want to hit the ground running. You don't want to be playing catch up by sort of October, um, because obviously you want to get this division as soon as possible. So, I think it's a big few weeks for you now. I think off the pitch and seeing what the situation is. Obviously, the club haven't mentioned anything about the embargo yet. I, I've not had it confirmed, but there's no reason to believe it's not true. Um, but it, I think, considering that I was told that they were close to signing a player last night and then it went deathly silence today on it and I heard nothing about it and just had a message from someone saying it's not happening that's all I had so I don't know what happened or what but you put two and two together and you think this you know the embargo has caused the issue there so and that's the problem you don't want to keep losing out on these players because yeah 
Ever clubs will come along and, and, and snap them up. I think that's the thing, Darren. Like, you know, from, from over the summer at the start, you know, we were kind of promised as fans it was going to be a reset. It was going to be like, you know, yeah, we've learned lessons from, you know, stuff ups of the last two years, all the points deduction. And everyone's going, okay, we'll give, give people a chance. We'll start again. And we're now in a worse state than we were three months ago. And it's like, Johnny, you know, what, if I could jump in there, we, yeah. we don't know. We don't know that yet. Um, I mean, look, I know pre-season friendlies. You don't go by the results, but they haven't been. No, good. no, the club, the club itself, Mark. I was but, on about you know the, the fact. Yeah, this, this, this change let, of approach. You know, it's it's. It, I mean, it, let's let's see, let's see. Like Darren says, okay, we've got the transfer embargo. We've got a few players in. Um, I tend to sort of try and look for positives if I can. Um, it does. It doesn't look great, but look, we're in League One. We're not in the Championship, so let let's see. I mean, you know, look. I, I just want to talk about the friendlies first and what you make of them because we've lost every one of the friendlies. You're totally okay. positive. <laughs> well, the results. Are, yeah, I know. The but all I'm saying, the point I'm making is, uh, only time will tell. Yeah, exactly. But if we make if we make a good start then we don't want to get carried away because we know what happens quite often. If you know a new manager comes in, we do well and then it goes wrong. But um anyway, we're in we're in League One, we're not in the championship, so we we're not up against teams who are fighting to get into the Premier League or have come down from the Premier League. Um we've got a couple of local derbies. But look, the the um pre season results doesn't you can't get away from it. Um one nil um AFC Wimbledon defeat in Spain. Um, Bristol City against Reading got cancelled. Um, Sutton United away, 2-0 to Sutton United. Uh, lost 4-2 at home to Southampton. That's not the worst result in the world. Um, lost 2-0 at home to QPR. And God help us if we lose to Thatcham Town tonight. But uh, that's a Reading 11, apparently. And then a um, couple more friendlies coming up. Home to Swansea and then a Reading 11 away to Weymouth. Um, and then, as Darren was saying, the season's starting very soon. First game against Peterborough United on August the 5th. But, Johnny, just, uh, um, you know, where, where do you, what, what's your gut feeling now? Are we in a, it sounds like you think that we're not in a very good situation. Does that, do you think that's going to translate into a bad start to the season? Who knows? I I just you know you're a week away from starting the season, and you know the, the like footballing wise, if you just look at the footballing situation, our defence hasn't changed since last season. Um, you know how many goals we've shipped in over the last couple of years, and we still and it's not having to dig at any of the players individually because that's not me. But like you know, we, we, our defence hasn't been great. You know we now haven't got a first choice goalkeeper as such. You know we had Joe Lumley last year on loan from Borough. We've got Dean Bizanis. Um Are we looking to strengthen that position? We've got some good... You know, Jocko is a good keeper. Is is that good enough for this level? Hopefully, as he lost Luke Southwood, he may be, you know, is it Chelton? Um, you know, we, we don't know because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, we, we, we hope... All I hope for at the minute is that we actually turn up and actually play the first game of the season. And that, that's, um, you know, where we've been. Yeah, to be honest, it is because I think you know, the way that things have been going over the summer, I just want, just want to see, keep our club alive and I want it to be yeah. up there. 
um, you know, and that's whatever else is the bonus. Yeah, and I've got a question I want to ask to you, Darren. As far as you know, um, is there any danger of or, or threat of points deductions for Reading at the start of the season? Um, with the tax man at the moment, which it seems to be at the, where the big issue is, not to my knowledge, I think when you start having late wages um, with players, I mean, I don't know what the current situation is. I've not heard anything at the moment. I know there's been problems previously, which obviously hampered you last year massively. Um, but, I mean, I, the EFL at the moment are probably watching developments, but regarding the tax man, I mean, if you look at some of the clubs, you're not the first clubs to have an issue with the tax man paying him, but it's the last thing you really want because it's you have to pay and you have to find the money. And what I, as an outsider looking in, to go from signing players all of a sudden thinking, oh, things are looking a bit rosier, to, to suppose be more issues, you've got to wonder if the thing will continue again, the same thing where yeah. it might get paid, you might bring more players in perhaps, and then the same thing happens again. So there's obviously something not quite right, what's going on there. So I, I suppose the club will probably, whether they're in a bargo or not, will probably have to put a stem sort of statement out to deny or confirm this which might come out this evening or the next day or so. I just think as a supporter, you know, whoever you support, you go thick and thin, you want your team to win. But when it starts, you, you take for granted your club being fine off, you know, but, but when that starts happening, you know, it's, it's concerning. It must be concerning because you want to make sure that, as you said, that the club are here um, in the, in the long term, which I'm sure you will be, but, it sounds like you need a new owner because clearly it's, it's time for a change by the sounds of it. Yeah, and, and Darren, just want to ask you about um, the season coming up. I mean, Reading have got, inverted commas, uh, the EFL trophy to look forward to. So I just want to ask you about that because in Reading's group, we've got Exeter City, Swindon Town and Arsenal under-21s. Um, what's the... What's the value of that to clubs? I mean, is is that something that Reading should be looking forward to, the Reading fans? Is it, you know, is it a bit of a waste of time? Um, what what are your thoughts? What what do what do clubs kind of think of that? As a supporter, as a club, you get to the final, brilliant, great day out, you know. But before that, really, it's gotta it's gotta be the, the league is priority. Um, it's if you used to look at the gates, if you look at the gates around for this tournament, this competition, sorry, just the belly a thousand sometimes stretch to. So to be honest, you the league's more important. Listen, if you get through, look at last year, was it Bolton and Plymouth I think the final last year? I remember the it's like the old, old windscreen trophy years ago. No one really cared about it until you got to the latter stages. And I think it's a bit like that now, this competition. It's obviously a bit new to you now as a as a Reading fan, but you probably um you probably need to concentrate on the league, really. That's a, yeah. That's a... Well, it's it's interesting because we traditionally, um, not for many many years, but kind of there's there's been a bit of a debate about Reading's rivals. So you know, in the old days, it was Aldershot. Um, it's been Swindon, Oxford, um, potentially. Although we tend to, you know, one of the clubs has gone up, the other one's gone down. But we've got three three local derbies this year. So we're, we're playing Swindon in the EFL Trophy. We've got 
Oxford and Wickham in the league. And like you say, I think it's it's all about the the league, really, isn't it? That's got to be the priority. But Arsenal under twenty ones, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be, you know, one of the greatest days in Reading's history was the um, winning the Simor Cup at, at Wembley, and um, you know, to we've we've held a trophy up at Wembley, um, even though you know it doesn't really matter to a lot of other clubs, but to Reading, it's. You know, it's one of our greatest days. We we went to Wembley. We won a trophy, and um, for Reading fans of a certain age, that that's one of our greatest memories. Um, you know, that day out and and everything like that. So, I think it's kind of, you know, it's got to be about the league. But if if we do well in that, if we beat Swindon, happy days. Um, if we can, you know, beat Oxford and Wickham in the league, happy days. I don't know. I think if we can finish in the top half of the table, it'd be uh, an improvement on uh, what we've seen in in recent years. Um, obviously, at a high level, of course. But um, in in terms of how you expect Reading to do next season, it, it's going to be really difficult to gauge until the season gets started. But what do you think um, Reading are capable of doing this season? Well, when they went down, when Reading went down as a club, you think. You look at that division, you think, well, they've got a good chance of going straight back up if they can get their house in order, you know, obviously they're losing players. But I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. I mean, there's a lot of teams down there. You think, well, you, they shouldn't be down there. But then you've seen other clubs of similar size, perhaps, um, struggle, as I mentioned before. Clubs will enjoy coming to the Majeski. Um, They'll see it, you know. The, the fleet words of these teams, you know, they're not massive clubs and they'll enjoy coming down for a day out. And that's what you've got to contend with. I think it's very hard to predict always start a season sometimes, but even more so at the moment because of the upheaval. So if you can get the house in order and get some players in, as I said, you there's plenty of free agents out there who are good free agents. You know, there's, there's lists I looked the other day. There's so many players. You think Lyle Taylor would do a great job for someone amazing. He's not been snapped up yet. A sombre longer. I know we're talking about strikers, but these players have, would do well. But for some reason, they haven't found a club. Um, but there's enough players out there and there's enough time. It's a long old season. But as I said to you before, what you just don't want to be doing is sort of playing catch up and by, which you are obviously at the moment in the transfer market. But come sort of September, October, November, and it's the dark nights, it's just, you know, you don't want to get on a spiral of bad results where you think, thinking, oh, it's doom and gloom. So, uh, about sitting on the fence is very hard to tell. Um, but at the moment, I think you, you do need, as the manager said, 10 of, 9 or 10 players. And I, it, you you do. You need a lot of experienced players, I think, looking at that squad. Um, and who who would you say are the, are the favourites? Um, who, who do you think has got a really good chance of going up from League One? Um, I think if you look at the teams like last year, um, Bolton, I think, will do well this year. They obviously... Threatened last year. Derby's a funny one. They lost David McGoldrick, who's a, who's a good player for that level. Um, they haven't replaced him, and I think they'll miss his goals. So they sign a replacement for him. They'll be up there. I mean, look at the teams that come down. I mean, Unit Blackpool have been up and down. Yo-Yo for a few years. Wigan the same. Obviously, they've had issues off the pitch as well, so we're not quite sure what's going to happen with them. It, it's a difficult one to say, really, but I think if you want to be in a division compared to last year, it's a better division to be in as a a Reading 
there's no Sheffield Wednesday, there's no Ipswich, all the clubs you expect to be up there um, who were up there. So, I mean, Peterborough, who obviously up there last year, and again, selling a lot of players at the moment. So it's a really hard one to call, actually. My dark horse is a Charlton. I think if you look at Charlton, they just signed Terry Taylor today. He's a good player from Burton, who a lot of clubs are looking at. They've signed a few good players on loan. They probably still need a few more, but I think they they could surprise a few next year. Um, so All right. Well, yeah, well, Darren, thanks ever so much for joining us. We really uh, appreciate your time, and uh, thanks, Johnny, as well. Uh, and just a reminder: you can join us on Monday night at nine pm for potentially our last ever episode, or as I said earlier, possibly not our last ever episode, especially if Johnny gets his way. Um, so it may or may not, not be the last episode. I think there's a chance there'll be some more, but let's see. Anyway, that's Monday night, 9pm. Uh, we'll be joined by Dylan Kerr and Reading fans Union Carr and Alex Blissett. Sports Social Podcast Network.